No, that's not it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, sitting to my left. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Unfortunately, Dr. T. Neil Travis Herman will not be joining us on this episode because of Travis's tooth trouble. Oh, no. <laughs> he, uh, he had a little trip to the dentist there and uh, isn't feeling well enough to talk for hours on end. Hours on end, because <laughs> we record a variety of serious shits while we do this, too. But, uh, yeah, anyways, guys, like Sort of My Brand or our nerd news page, Sort of My Comics, on Facebook. Uh, if you want to follow Sort of My Podcast, we're on Instagram and Twitter. And you got to be listening to this somewhere, whether it's SoundCloud or iTunes. But while you're there, why not rate, review, follow us, and comment? Commenting is the way to let us know uh, what you like about these shows, what you agree with, what you disagree with. Be, uh, let's open it up to conversation. Well, and Have the a best conversation part, with us. On SoundCloud, like they can comment at a specific point during the track yes. to to join in on what we're yes, saying. Yes, and, and we will respond. Uh, anyone who is a regular uh, on sort of my comment, Facebook page, they know that I'm I'm always getting in on these debates. Oh uh, yeah, ready to to respond to people. It might take me some time. I'm a working man. I do I do work. So <sighs> always comment. It's always a great thing for us. It's fun to talk to you guys. But there's a new comic that I'm actually going to start reading. And really? Yeah, yeah. Well, not okay. The comic's not new. It's just new to my pool. I'm canceling a lot. Like, I'm canceling Captain Marvel, Captain America, all this shit after Secret Empire. Mar- Marvel's really taking a hit from me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm reconsidering some DC shit for financial reasons to make room for a lot of the Dark Knight's metal shit, because there's a whole checklist. But I cannot pass up on this one, because it is Moon Knight. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that expression really? right there. But there's a reason I'm picking up on it. Uh, as you know, they're they're returning to original numbering for a lot of titles, Moon yeah. Knight included. They're switching teams on the Moon Knight book. The guy writing it, Max Bemis, is the lead singer of my favorite band, Say Anything. Really? Now, apparently, he's he's done a couple um, independent books, and he's actually worked with Marvel on two other books. I think one was maybe a one shot. And the other one is called X-Men, The Worst X-Men Ever. And I really, like, just based on the title and who's writing it, I want to read that. I love the music because uh, without getting, because this, this isn't serious shit, without getting really in-depth into why, I like him as a person. Like, I, I can get on his level. He seems like a me type of guy. Well, now, so, well, there are they restarting an, another one series, essentially? I don't think because so. Because they... Like, the issue 15, which I still haven't read because I just don't want to recognize that <laughs> that run ended. Like, there hasn't been a Moon Knight book in a few months. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Like, that. yeah, that was the, the Jeff Lemire run, which, by the way... Yeah, it was, was a great... Yeah, great. everything you told me about it was just awesome. So, the fact that they're bringing out another Moon Knight with another writer... The, and new artists and everything. Artists, I really should have written like, them down, but... I... I'll... I'll probably get on board. We'll see how it goes. But, you know, what didn't go so well is a conversation you and I had on Twitter. Or not Twitter, on Facebook. 
Yeah. Which uh, one? <laughs> uh, the one where... Uh, what was it? I don't was it, remember how the, it started. Was it the Flashpoint? No, 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 no. Was it the... It was the... It was where we were arguing between Superman... Superman... Or Superboy and Nightmare. Well, no, it was a whole... Day. It started with Superman. Yeah, you're gonna have to bring it up. But yeah. I know it started with uh, with Superman, and then I dragged Dick Grayson into it. God, what? Here it is. No, you guys were talking about Huck. Oh, and how Huck was like a oh, really yeah. good. And you you said read Invincible, and then like a I'm bunch like, of other. I'm like read Invincible. Fuck. And then a bunch of other messages happened, completely ignoring the Invincible thing, and then I said fucking uh, dot 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 fuck Invincible. Not that, that. And then a mic drop. No, yeah. no, no, not just a mic drop, then catch. He catches it, gives the what, and I was like, also, uh, F- hashtag F- suck F- it, and then Obama dropping the mic. Uh, to to which, which I respond, fuck Superman. I responded with a picture of me with glowing red eyes, like like I'm about to shoot like heat vision out or something. And I respond, and Super Finn. And so I told him... Uh, that Connor Kent can kick Nightwing's ass. So, Connor Kent being Superboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and all that. So, so here starts the, the, the nerd fight between me and Vinny. This is, this is the nerd dick measuring contest. And it's, it's, you know, and, and it's like I told him, you put Nightwing and Superboy, pit them against each other, and it's just like pitting Batman and Superman. Yes. You, you let, kind of. You let Superboy get the drop on Nightwing, he's going to kill him in one punch. Of course. That is a given. You let Superman get the drop on Batman, but he's going to kill him in one punch. If you have punch. to have a definitive winner, if you have to, like, uh, who would win, just based on averages... I said that Superman or Superboy would have far more unexpected opportunities to just randomly turn on on Batman or Nightwing, uh, whether mind control or some sort of virus, or maybe they just got fucking tired of it. And so they're like, just on averages, they have way more opportunities to just snap a fucking neck. And, 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 and based on true. that, they would win. I And I they have win. no problems admitting that and right that here, could happen. You heard it first on the Sword of My podcast. We, we've given the definitive answer based on science and mathematics without explaining any of it. <laughs> without it going in detail that Superman and Superboy would beat uh, Nightwing and Batman. You heard it first here. At the drop of the, a hat. The any other scenario... It will well, always maybe be not argued. Even the, maybe not even at the drop of a hat. Maybe like there are like Superman's across the other side of the planet, and he's just like, "I'm gonna go fucking kill Batman," and he just starts zooming across the <laughs> fucking planet. Batman's still not expecting that. He's got minutes to prepare, but he doesn't know it's coming. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. you have to you have to consider. That Batman is always prepared for the chance of that happening. That and has been stated multiple times. You also times. have to understand that Superman always somehow comes out on top. Not even death could take him down. So. Okay, okay. He had help. The bastard flew into the sun and became a god. Alright, what, what did Batman do? Sit in a chair. It was a hell of a lot easier. <laughs> I mean, Batman didn't have to fly into a sun. Batman didn't have to do anything. He had a seat and became a god. Yeah, but not a, not as cool of a god. It's a lot more glowing. <laughs> he was a lot more blue. He was way well, blue. no, that's that's debatable. 
Alright, well, I, since we're going to bitch about comic book characters and pit them against each other, why don't we actually talk about the comics that they uh, they reside in currently? Okay. So, uh, you started this out last time, right? Yeah, with yeah. me, you, then Trav. Yeah. Alright, so uh, I'll start us out of the box. Alright guys, so I'm talking about a variety of books today. First up is Batman number 28. Now this is War of Jokes and Riddles Part 3, the new Tom King story happening in the Batman book. And it largely follows this five-day battle between Deathstroke, who is on Riddler's side, and Deadshot, who's on Joker's side, that ends up leaving 108 civilian casualties. 108 people dead in the midst of this fight. Wow. Now, of course, you know, Batman's on the scene, and he's, he's trying to stop them. But as he states, like, he he's there when he can be. He stops them when he can, but he's, you know, he's only a year into this. He's a year out from kicking a tree. And these are the two, like, highly most highly trained assassins and mercenaries in the world. He has a little trouble. He finally catches up with them and puts an end to their shit. It's obvious that this is a really hard thing for Batman in this book because he he starts breaking a little bit while he's telling the story. Like, he, he goes to tell... Because the War of Jokes and Riddles has all been told to Catwoman. It's The, narr the narration in it is Batman talking to Catwoman. Like, okay. uh, telling her the story of, like, this thing that happened back before... Like, in his early days of being Batman. Oh, Which okay. is why the costume in these books has looked like the the early New 52 stuff. And while he's he's telling her about each day, the first day this happened, the second day this happened, and by the fifth day he's he's starting to break. Like he, he he's like it took five days. He's like on the on the fifth day, it took five days. Like shit like that. Like that's how he's telling her because so many fucking people died and he did everything he could. But it's it's really great way to tell this little section of this war, the story, the sprawling story. And I think this is the fourth issue. Although this is part three, there was like an interlude issue, okay. and then also technically it's part four. But it, it's just a way to add an extra issue on. Pretty much, <laughs> whatever, guys. But here's the That's really cool, cool yeah, here's the really cool thing. Not only do you have this two-page spread, this, like, sprawling fight between Deathstroke and Deadshot, but there's another two-page spread right here of Batman trying to help with the, the fallout and, like, pulling people out of That's wreckage cool. and saving people from fires and shit. So, yeah, this, is a, this has been a really great story. And like I said, there are only four issues into it. So it shouldn't be too hard to catch up, but it's been very interesting. And one of the one of the more interesting things about it is the Joker can't laugh. He doesn't find anything funny right now, for oh. whatever reason. Yeah. So he like it, at the very beginning of it, he's going to these comedy club, or actually he's having these comedians audition for him, and if they can't make him laugh, he kills them. <laughs> so yeah, it's. So he's just killing people left and right. Yeah, he's just you know, I mean, he's the Joker. He, he doesn't really need much of In fact, if anything, that's the most sound reason he's had for killing random people ever. That's that's true. Yeah. So it, it's been very, very interesting. Tom King fucking killing it. Uh, it, it had a rocky start. Batman and the Rebirth Initiative had kind of a rocky start. But I, I feel like it's been pulling it together. I could have done without roof, rooftops. 
I don't know. Let's see how it plays out. Because it's like, you know, Batman ends up proposing to Catwoman. And this is why they're having... This is pillow talk. Because when they when they cut back to the the panels of Batman talking to her, uh, you know she's still in the bed. He's standing up. He's in his underwear. But you know it's not really pillow talk. He's trying to get her to understand exactly what she's in for. And that's that's another element to the story is because that's how the story starts getting told. Is he wants her to understand something about him. But he's telling the story about this horrible war between these two other people. So you wonder where it's going to go, what it's going to reveal about Batman, about Bruce Wayne, and, and whether their engagement will stick by the end of it. A lot of, a lot of reasons to read it. And if anything, this issue fucking Deathstroke fights Deadshot. So there you go. If you just need a simple reason to read it. Which is pretty cool in and of itself. Yeah, that's, that's good enough. Hey, oh! Oh, that's that. Wait, 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 wait. Now, I want to surprise our viewers and do a book that most people would never expect me to talk about. I would never do this book normally. Invincible? Uh, Nope. Nope. Fuck Invincible. (laughs) (laughs) The next sound you hear is me punching Vinny. Yeah. Uh, No, this is... uh, Now, brace yourselves here. This is Superman number 29. (laughs) Oh, big surprise there. Now, Odell did point out uh that and i'm gonna have to track back to find out but he does he stands by the idea that i've not done a single episode where i didn't do a book that at least involved superman because last issue i or last episode i did uh the issue of justice league and obviously that has superman so but the the story focused on their children in the future and then superman's, superman's only in the last couple pages and then he's still in it so anyways yeah so whatever i'm doing another superman book because it's good i'm gonna do superman books till people start giving them the sales they deserve fuck it because they do they're great fucking stories you've admitted that they sound like great stories bob has admitted they sound like great stories. oh yeah i have no problem admitting that but sh- switch it up man come on nah. People want to hear about I could have, just Superman. Honestly, this issue, I, or, uh, fuck, why do I keep saying <laughs> This episode, <laughs> I could have done three Superman books. Because the two issues before this, dude, I loved them. They were, they were just great for, they were great for kids. I want my son to read those two books. So yeah, I, like, I considered bringing three, three book, Superman books into this one. But uh, there, there's a much more important book that we're going to get to in a moment that, uh, that I had to bring on. Especially now that we don't have Bob to talk about these things. Right. So, Superman 29, uh, Minute Longer Part 1. This is a story that where Superman is has caught the attention of this case where a large number of children in Metropolis have started going missing. And after investigating this, he learns what's behind it. And with his back against the wall, he ends up sacrificing his his entire his body pretty much to save all these children because it's more or less like you know you can hold out and try and fight this evil and i'm not going to say what this evil is when you see the cover you might know the 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 comic savvy will probably catch on to exactly who who is the villain here uh i I want it to be a surprise because it's really (laughs) cool to reveal at the end so he gives himself up to this evil entity just to save these children because it is a rock and a hard place. He can't stop this entity from stealing the fear from these children. I mean, that's not giving away too much because 
I mean, the cover of the book is Superman in yellow lantern garb holding up a yellow lantern with his fucking ring. You know, the, the the cover is Yellow Lantern Superman. We don't know if he's Astro Corps. We don't know if he just got a Yellow Lantern. What, like, what is he doing? So, this is really cool because I feel like it's going to lead into something a little bigger. Because the, the the villain in this is a, it's a big name. It's a name comic book readers, DC comic readers anyway, should know. And at the very end, Sinestro pops up. Well, of course. And then the next issue is Superman versus Sinestro in this new Yellow Lantern form. So, I mean, there, there's a reason to come to, into part two right there. So, I had to I had to talk about this book you know, because it's... They just keep pushing the envelope with this thing. Who is this? Champagne? Who did this? I don't know how to say <laughs> his name. I don't know how to say his name. Um... Keith writer, Champagne. Keith Champagne, yeah, that's his, that's his name. Keith Champagne wrote this book. I'm not sure if he writes every single one of them. I think so. But uh, but whoever they're getting to do every single one of these, I love them. I haven't, there's not a Superman issue that has not gone to the top of my pile. Like, as soon as Superman comes out, I buy that issue. So, if that tells you anything about Superfan Vin, I like Superman. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He's everything we should be. Yes, the... He is wielding the embodiment of fear, Vinny. He's everything we should do. But he's doing it to save fucking children. He didn't do it because he was scared. He didn't do it because he wanted evil power. He's doing it to save children. The ch- Think of the children, Odal. What children? The fictional children in the DC <laughs> universe. All right, guys. On to my last book here. <laughs> this one... Is has been a long time coming. They've been advertising this for months. And uh, we've even had two issues before this in The Forge and the Casting. Now, some of you guys may know what I'm talking about just by those two words, but I'll go ahead and, uh, you know, cut to the chase here. We're doing Dark Knight's Metal number one. And it's it's Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo. Like, do you need to know anymore? Just go get the book. <laughs> like, on that. Capullo, Capullo... Capullo. I think it's Capullo. Capullo. I don't care what he says. <laughs> I don't care how he says I don't care how he pronounces his own last name. <laughs> this is how I'm saying it. This is what I'm doing with it. This book picks up uh, with the Justice League returning to Earth after they've been trapped on Mongol's new war moon where uh, they find themselves in this arena battle which actually involves... And you may you may have seen uh, photos of this, Alpha Spectre, but... It involves basically a Justice League Megazord. <laughs> and it's so cool the way it comes about. Um, and they return to Earth only to find a mountain in the middle of a ruined Gotham City. Now, if that sounds familiar to you, you've obviously heard the last issue of... Fuck, I just keep saying issue. The last episode of sort of my podcast because in that Justice League issue, there's a Mount Olympus in the middle of New York City. So I, I, I don't know if these things are tied together. You know, I haven't read the newest issue of Justice League. I have it in the other room. Either way, very similar situations here, which is incredibly intriguing. They figure out that there's a bunker inside of this mountain and some kind of, like some kind of bunker or lab or something like that. And in there, they meet Lady Blackhawk. Uh, she takes them back to Black Hawk Island where she explains to them uh, that there's this centuries-old 
full-scale invasion plot. She tells them about, how do you say this? Is it nth metal? Ninth metal? I, I call it nth metal. Nth metal? That sounds right. Nth metal sounds nth good. Nth metal. Where she tells them about nth metal and a dark multiverse. Where she bases the theories off of it. Not so much theories, mo- uh, more research off of the actual, like, real, in our real life discovery of dark matter and dark energy. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. <laughs> They're using those to craft this entire new dark multiverse uh, in this story. And she also tells them how it all ties into one name, Wayne. This ends up all turning out to be a plot to, not, not that it was all lies, but all a plot to capture Batman and keep him there so he doesn't continue to investigate this, which we've learned that he's been doing through the Forge and the casting. <laughs> of course, it's Batman, you know. Even Green Lantern makes a comment in this book that he probably had a ride ready to go as soon as they landed on that island. Batman makes off with the last piece of uh, the pure in, 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 nth metal. The the last pure piece of nth metal, and he books it. But <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets the fuck out of there. While while he's doing that, though, of course he can't just turn around and run. So he has set loose the red tornado, who's keeping everyone distracted while he fucking oh gets away uh, with this piece, and he returns to Gotham. This ends up leading him to a discovery in the Wayne Mansion, which we're not going to reveal, and a kind of a big like mystic return at the very end of the late i mean literally the last page hmm. a lot of people are not gonna know who this person is i had to look into it myself it sounded familiar but i didn't know anyways be prepared for that but this is uh, this is a good start it's a scott snyder book so of course it's gonna have some action of course it's oh, gonna yeah. have like it's gonna be a little exciting but you know this is just the beginning think about how endgame in the in the new 52 yeah. how endgame started endgame started with batman revealing the justice buster armor and fighting the justice league so <laughs> that led to one of the most popular batman stories in maybe the last 10 years yeah so i'm I, i'm completely invested in this i can see where a lot of people might pull from it i was like oh whoa, whoa. Well, you got this thing and you got this thing these like petty arguments to make we don't have all the issues and there there may be six issues as a part of the dark knight's metal but there's dark knight's the red death uh dark knight the man who laughs they've got all these side stories uh they've got issues of batman superman Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, all these things are going to tie into it. Like, there's a lot that we still don't know about this with Scott Snyder and Greg <laughs> Capullo whole, heading this thing up. Man, just give it some time, for real. Like, I, I already love it. Uh, and I can get I can get where people might draw from the casting and the forwards, like, how frustrating those were because they had all those different artists. It was, yeah. uh, it was weird. I didn't like it at all. But you gotta look past that. There's this whole Joker mystery tied into this thing too that would that we get just from the very first one, the Forge. 
I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to see where this goes. I'm excited for Bob to read it. Yeah, I'm excited I can't, for you I can't to wait to pick up my copy. Yeah, and that's why I was careful, like, flipping through. Because like, yeah. I knew that um, that Justice League mech suit thing, I knew that had circulated online. So yeah. even if you hadn't seen it, like, oh, well. You know, you'll love how it comes about, though. But anyways, you... you uh, you know what's funny? You got two things sitting in front of you, and it's almost as tall as my stack. <laughs> so, well, your yours is sitting on top of your bags and boards, and it's three books. This, this is twelve issues. With that's no actually ads. not not bad the way they do that shit. Yeah. Like no no ads, no covers, like all that. But there's no extras. Okay, so so I, I've taken a new approach on on how I'm going to start doing things. It's a very fun uh, approach, by the way. I right. Say that message, like, but... uh, for some reason, the, the phrase got stuck in my head after the last recording. I think someone was talking about a wedding or something. And I'm like, something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. I'm like, wait a second. And, I can do that with comics minus since, the blue. Since I'm constantly covering <laughs> Superman, you I got, got the, the blue, blue covered. <laughs> so, so from now on, I, I'm going to be bringing something old. Which this week is Nightwing, the the original four part Nightwing solo series. Something new, shirtless bear fighter, <laughs> and something borrowed, which is Flashpoint, which he got from which me. I got from Vin and to read. Needs to be passed on to Travis because we gotta get him started on on Rebirth. Right. Okay. So starting out something old. Being being a big Nightwing fan, like I, I've done a lot of looking up his history and stuff like that, finding like some key moments. You know, obviously I have the first appearance of Nightwing when yeah. he transitions yeah. from Robin to Nightwing and all that. If that wasn't the first Grail you tracked down, you wouldn't be a real Nightwing. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm about eight. Well, not eight. I'm about six issues into the the big like hundred and some issue ongoing series that they had, but I'm only going to cover the four part miniseries that happened before that. So basically, after he became Nightwing, he still did stuff with Batman, still did stuff with the Titans and all that. He's in Gotham. He saves some people in an alley, and Batman's watching him the whole time. Yeah, you know. As Batman kind of does, and Nightwing knew. Like, Dick knew that Batman was watching him because he even says something to him over the comms and tells him, thanks for not interfering. So, they have a conversation on a rooftop, and Dick is resentful for the person that he has become. You know, the life that he has led and everything. He takes off the Nightwing suit and tells Batman he quits. This is not the life he wants anymore. And he quits. Like, you know, there's some reminiscing about him being Robin and everything else, but he quits. It's this real moment. Like, you know. Yeah, like, it is It is a moment because Dick has never really stood up to Batman up until this point. And he's like, you know. I think, I think there were some times in the, the single issues, the Batman single yeah. issues, like, leading up to this. That he was starting you can start to, to push see back. some of that yeah. resentment. Yeah. Yeah. And, but and he makes the comment. He's like, I never felt that I was good enough. And Bruce tells him, You were fine. He's like, No, I was adequate, but I hated it. I don't want to do this anymore. Here's the suit. Put it in your trophy case. Give it to the Salvation Army. Burn it. I don't care. I'm done. He goes. He sees this chick. 
he finds out some information that may lead to finding out more about his parents' death. So he goes to this other country where this, like, fucking... Well, we've all seen Batman forever, so... (laughs) Two-Face. It was obviously Tommy Lee Jones. (laughs) Sorry. Well, I mean, I I mean to to, if you want to get be fair, I mean, the guy kind of does. He kind of does look like someone Tommy Lee Jones could play, for real. Who's this guy? Uh, his name is fuck. I, I don't. I don't, I don't even. I don't know who. But this guy he is. he goes to a, another country to suppose to figure out who supposedly killed his parents. Yeah. All the while, like while he's in the states, this guy in the other country put a hit out on Dick Grayson. You know, we we see Alfred provides him with the new suit, which is the the black and blue. That we grew to love and we love the, once that again. Sprawling ponytail that always varies oh my in God. size. Like this ponytail. Okay. Like if you have ever read a 90s comic, you know that long flowing locks are like just Which is everywhere. so weird because the popular hairstyles of the time were like medium to short. And that yeah, was it. <laughs> like, like the, and that's the thing. This is 80s hair. Right, like this is eighties great eighties hair. I'll give them that, but still, it's eighties hair in the nineties. And September ninety five was when issue one of this four part mini came out. Some people just can't let it go. And you know, so what is it? Harold is Batman's suit maker, tech guy. Like, oh, I forgot about that. He had. Yeah, a guy. Yeah, yeah. So Harold makes the suit. It's got all kinds of cool stuff hidden in it, comlinks, all that. What what strikes me is as interesting is there. There's a part in here with where he's getting some information about this country from Oracle, and she says, "I'll fax you the information." I'm like, God, this really is (laughs) nineties. Hold on, I'll take a Game Boy Pocket photo of it. So, so, I mean, there's some nice nostalgia. There's some really cool action scenes. He parachutes out of a plane and gets shot at when he goes into this country. There's there's a scene called The Traitor's Death. If you don't know what that is, you get lowered into a pit. And there are a bunch of tunnels leading into this pit for rats to go into. Starving (laughs) rats. So that when they get into this tunnel, you're... You're covered in honey before you're dropped into this pit, and the rats oh, eat you shit. alive. That's yeah. that's next level. That's yeah, the, that's the level after the level after the next. Yeah. yeah, Dick Grayson gets caught and is about to get put through the uh, the traitor's death, but there's another guy down in the pit who goes on to explain what happened with his parents, and he finds out that well, that's convenient, <clears throat> right? <laughs> Finds out the prime minister of this country has been locked away. So the years ago, the prime minister mutilated his own son to take the spot of the prince of this country, who was apparently a, a real shit. Like yeah. he ordered the death of thousands of people when he was like eight years old. Shit. Like this is like he's Joffrey. A, he's a real shit. Joffrey. Yeah, that's exactly. So, what he's so this prime minister mut- has a plastic surgeon mutilate his child. This guy kills the prince. Dick's parents saw it happen. 
Why the so, fuck were they there? They're acrobats. Because they were performing. You got me enthralled here. I've never read no. this. <laughs> like, Haley Circus was performing in that country. Oh, they were worldwide, huh? Yeah. Wow. So, so the Prime Minister dressed up as a clown, got the kid in a secluded oh, tent, shit. and killed him. The Flying Grayson saw it happen. Now... They didn't order the Graysons killed. It was still, it was still who he had initially thought, which it was uh, Stucco the Clown, who yeah. who was still who was still assumed to be the killer of Dick's parents. Uh, so because he learns by visiting the prime minister in the hospital after he's shot and tells the story and all that, that they did not order to have have his parents killed because okay. they were good people. They were innocent and he knew that they wouldn't say anything. Nightwing's suit all of a sudden changed. <laughs> yeah, it's a much lighter blue in this light. Yeah, like and that's the thing is like color schemes change, hairstyles change and everything all throughout this <laughs> but yeah, because he's totally got a mullet going on in this. Well, it, yeah. it's still the ponytail. Well, yeah, no, I mean it's but, it's got the lo- but it looks like it's, it's very pulled back, very but yeah, he's got that front. pop yeah. in the front a yeah. lot. But then, like after all of that confrontation and everything, Batman's waiting on the roof of this hospital, and uh, you know, Batman asks if Dick wants to swing around the city with him, and he's like, "Lead the way." Batman asks if he wants to talk. He's and Knight was like, "He's never asked me that before," so he talks a little bit. And he says, I learned something else about my own childhood. Batman says, I'd like to hear that, which was another first. (laughs) So he proceeds to tell Batman that he takes back what he said in the first issue, that he knows that Batman did the best with Dick with what he had. He may not have been the perfect father, but there's no such thing as a perfect father. It's 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 a really touching father son type moment between. Yeah. Batman and Nightwing, and Batman asks him, he's like, do you have any plans? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to use what I've been given. I'm, you know, I've just arrived in the present. I'm moving on to the future. So, and that's where we get into, like, the Nightwing, the Nightwing solo series that went for, like, a hundred and some issues. I thought it was really good, a really good way to set up, like, Nightwing being his own thing, yeah. And leading into the This is really series. the creation of Nightwing. Even though Nightwing started in the Teen Titans, yeah. the Titans, like, this was him becoming Nightwing. Nightwing as a separate entity. And, like, in the in the first issue of the ongoing, he's in a fight with some people and they cut off his ponytail. That's, oh. that's how he loses oh, it. Like, shit. that's how his hair goes. Oh, shit, motherfuckers. But, but like, I, I wanted to point <laughs> this, this out. This face... Oh my god! No, that that's <laughs> not when his hair gets cut off. Uh, he's like, it took guess. me a long time to grow that ponytail, and the guy was like, it looks stupid anyway. He's like, actually, I was getting sick of it, but I'd prefer if it were trimmed by professionals. Oh my god! They have a conversation about hairstyles yeah. in the middle of a fight. Oh, that's cool. I like but, that. So uh, I'm I'm gonna really have to borrow that one Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, have to borrow like, that off you someday. And I'm almost through this first trade. I've yeah. only got a few issues left, but it comes. What there? Are, there are four of them. 
It's there in this first trade. There's the four issues. No, I mean there there are four trades. Um, so, I think uh, I have four, and yeah. they're supposed to be releasing more of them to get oh, all of okay. them out. So I thought you had the whole thing. No, they're yeah. not even all out yet. Shit. So, <laughs> you know, if that sounded interesting to you guys, definitely pick it up. It, he's still one of my favorite yeah. characters. He yeah. always will be. He's got a really cool history. He does some really cool shit. And and we should state this for them. I, I feel like you were clear enough about it, but it was a, it was a little jump around. This what he just read was only four issues out of what there there's six or well, eight. Uh, no, there are the, twelve in this entire book. Well, in, in the first trade, there are twelve issues. Yeah, what I covered. There was a four-issue miniseries yeah. for Nightwing. Yeah. What he just talked about was just the four-issue miniseries. There, there's still eight more issues in this book just spawning off of that story. So yeah. if you feel like you haven't had enough, well, good news. Because if you pick there's this up, there's more. so much more. So Okay, so that was my something old. Now on to the something new. Okay. Yeah, you've been. There, there's a story. You've got to a this whole one. campaign to, on this. Okay, one. I have been following this page on Instagram for a while called SBC Comic, and it's or SBF Comic. It's yeah. shirtless bear fighter. <laughs> now the <laughs> title alone should have some of you intrigued. Yeah, we. I mean, we've covered. Um, what was it? Grizzly, Grizzly shark. Grizzly shark. Yeah, we've sea, Grizzly shark versus sea bear. So, I, mean, I really wish I was reading more stupid B fucking comics. And, okay, so Image is the one publishing this. It's uh, Lehiup, Gurner, Vendril, Spicer, Lamphere. I don't know any of these names. Yeah, no. Nah. So, and, and that's the thing. Image picks up some of these people and they give them a chance. The very first part of this comic, someone calls animal control because there's a... There's a bear loose in the city. And it's a fucking like 12 foot tall red eyed oh grizzly God. bear. Look at this thing. It's got yeah. heat vision. And so, <laughs> so the first issue is called Man vs. Nature. Like it goes from animal control being overwhelmed by this gigantic fucking bear to a scene in the woods where a couple's on a picnic, they start to get frisky, and a bear shows up. Well, in comes shirtless bear. Oh fighter. my god! But he's not he's just not shirtless. just shirtless. He's naked, and and they blur out his dick. He's all they, man too. They, Look at this guy. They pixel out. They pixel blur his dick. You know what? I want to. I want to give the artist a little credit here. They don't always go like. I mean, we've seen a lot of naked men in comics, but they don't always go as far as to add the leg hair. So this right? guy. This guy. Added the leg hair. Added leg yeah, hair, chest hair, arm hair, arm chest hair. hair. Oh, and there's plenty of hair and, up top on the thinking tank there. And he just so. gets up in this bear's face and throws a good bear punch. Good ball, and, good old bear punch. And it punch. says, bear punch. <laughs> so he beats the hell out of this it's bear. This pow is bear punch. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a brawl it's another between one. this it, it guy. It keeps happening. It keeps saying bear punch. Holy shit. That's yeah. awesome. So the people thank him, and he just walks away and walks to his bear house. Oh my god! That is made completely out of bear hide. This is so fucking cool. So there, there's some agents waiting on yeah. him. 
Long story short, going to jump ahead in the book a little I'm gonna bit. I'm going to call this episode Bear Punch. <laughs> <laughs> the, these agents are trying to get shirtless, are trying to get Bear Fighter to come and take care of the bear situation going on in, in the city. <laughs> and he's like, no, I swore to protect these woods. <laughs> and they offer him a lifetime supply of flapjacks. He gets pissed at a lady for calling them pancakes. Oh my God. And, and the, the lead agent, he's like, she meant flapjacks. She didn't know. <laughs> so, yeah. But the army is trying to take out this bear and fail this one bear. And they're like, let him have it, boys. That bear's rubbing his ass on America as the, the bear scratches his ass on a building. And they just start firing. And the bear picks up a car and throws it at these people. Yeah. Holy shit. This so. Is, oh, I want this to be a movie. Right? So bad. I, like, and, and just to give people, like, a preference of my movie. Like, obviously I love, like, great fucking movies. But I bought this Sherlock Holmes movie because it had a T-Rex and then this, like, Kraken <laughs> taken down the San Francisco Bridge. <laughs> All on the cover. I still haven't seen it yet, but I bought it. And I feel I like you like Sharknado. I can't. Ah, I really want to see it. It's got Tara Reid. Like, <laughs> sure. Okay. Like, she's fair. she's wonderfully awful. So. But when I say they offer him a lifetime supply of flapjacks and, like, real maple syrup. Yeah. He pulls out the flapjacks, flips through them like they're money. <laughs> and then the flapjacks. And then takes the maple syrup and rubs it on his teeth like it's cocaine. Holy, holy shit. I love this. He's like, it's good. Holy, holy shit. I love this. So, (laughs) but he refuses to help him. So, they proceed to tell his backstory. Oh, we go into the origins. His origin is he was raised by a bear civilization he was born with a beard what? and a giant dick. He was an abandoned baby, raised by <laughs> bears, had an evil brother bear that has an eye patch for some reason. Like, he vows to protect the forest from humans. Disney is wasting millions of dollars on two Jungle Book movies. They made that one that I, was supposed to be a part of this whole like live action Jungle Book shit. But it now was. the next one is supposed to be a part. They're making another one. Oh, Anyways, God. they're wasting millions of dollars on that. But nobody's shelling in for this. Like, for real. Come on. He vows to protect the forest from humans. From yeah. deforestation, pollution, all that. Apparently, a bear kills a lady and he just instantly turns, and he vows to <laughs> to defeat all the bears. So shirtless swore to fight all bears. So <laughs> that seems a little abrupt. So but... they're on their way back to the city. The agent, the agents are having the story among them. Well, here comes shirtless in his bear plane. Oh my god, he has a bear and plane. Think the X Men's Black Hawk jet made out of bear skin. That's amazing. Like, so he goes in and he he starts, like, taking out these two bears. And, and they're like, it's too much. He takes them out. And we find out that evil brother bear is working with some other guy oh my, oh my to, to make all this problem. 
in the second issue, he's fighting like all kinds of bears. He's fighting stuffed bears. He's fighting like Mother real bears. Son. He's fighting the Chicago Bears, <laughs> the, the football team. And then there's a hillbilly warlock that's a pig oh, with cursed devil's bacon that they call the devil's belly. Oh my god! Like this oh, book, oh, fucking Neil before his aunt. That is awesome. Like there are two issues out. The first issue sold out is in second print. Some people I've talked to said that it's awful. I think that it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid, but it's supposed to be stupid. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, there's some things you just turn your brain off for. Shirtless bear fighter is one of them. You hear shirtless uh, bear fighter, and if you haven't shut off your brain at that point to enjoy it, you didn't intend to. Right. all right, so all right, we got one more here. So uh, let's, let's this try is, and get through this one a little more quickly. This is all my something borrowed. It's something. It's it's been out for a while. It's the Flashpoint trade. Now, yes. one of the reasons I borrowed this from Vinny is because I'm like, you know, I've seen the movie. Well, I, I know pretty much okay. the whole story. Of That's the not the entire reason why. It's because me and Bob kept giving you me and Boba Fett kept giving you shit about the fact that you hadn't read it and you said. That you had seen the movie and that was good enough. And we're like, nope. Fuck you. you know, read it. I, I am glad that I read this. I am because there are things you in this be. that and that's it. That's movie. all you gotta say. You don't need to say the next thing. But the you're movie, gonna say, the nope. movie was almost panel nope. by panel this trade. It was a really good, well, well done movie. <laughs> <All> now, respect. <laughs> now, those of you, if you've not read Flashpoint, if you've yes. not seen the movie or anything... It's about how Barry goes back and saves his mother from being killed, and it, uh, well, I mean, changes if, time. If you've read anything, Rebirth, Rebirth, you may be a little confused because they they definitely call back to this a, yeah. a variety of times. So I mean, so. with with everything going on in Rebirth, Flashpoint is definitely something you want to have under your yeah. belt. But there, it's really cool. He's he's in a different timeline. Yeah, where his mother's alive, he had a, a full childhood and everything with his mother and father his dad died of a heart attack he's still got his mom he doesn't have the speed yeah but you know he finds out all this shit's going on he has earth 2 or not earth 2 but he has thomas wayne batman which is the batman of this timeline yeah bruce wayne dies thomas wayne and martha wayne live yes and this is after he he goes back in time to save his mother yeah. To so yeah. in this alternate timeline, Thomas Wayne is Batman. He makes he has Thomas Wayne help him become the Flash again. Yeah. And there's a they war re- between Atlantis. They and They recreate the ex- the experiment that actually gave various powers. It's really like Frankenstein-ish. Yeah. The way that they like, do it. Like the 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 whole thing. The, the yeah is, the chair and everything. Yeah. But it, and it doesn't work the first time. No. Yeah, those those of you that don't know this, it doesn't work the first time. He's covered like what is it like eighty some, seventy some percent, third seventy five percent of your body is covered in third degree burns. He's like, gotta do it again. Yep. Does it again. That's the fucking flash for you, man. Does it again, gets the speed, saves Batman from falling onto a spiked fence. Cause it's Batman. He has a spiked fence so on his falling on spiked fences. And so, you know, they realize that it's reverse flash that, you know, 
is responsible for that's a lot right of this. he is a big reveal in this thing i forgot that yeah uh, i i was and, at it in my head that he he was like at the top of the book for some reason it's been a while since i've read it yeah but i know the story. this is you know we also find out in this that eobard thon the reverse flash yes you know, Professor Zoom, whatever you want to call him. If you and if you want his backstory, check out SMP <laughs> episode eighteen because I did the the whole old um, and new origins of the Fla- uh, of Reverse Flash in that. But we find out he exists outside of time, which is why he can do all of this yeah. time shit. It, well, he he has a different speed force. It's the yeah. negative speed force, right? right? So, so he exists outside of time, outside of the speed force that Barry uses, while Batman kills him. Yeah. With, with a sword. Sneaks up right behind him, stabs him right through the heart. And he's like, Doctor's advice, when you're in the middle of a war, don't stand still. Yeah. Like, some of the one-liners in this, and I, I vividly remember that line from the movie. <laughs> but, uh... They did, they did do a really good yeah. job with but like and then like the stuff with Captain Thunder and like all yep. the kids instead of just Billy like I, I liked all that the revolution I love the fact that Etrigan's part of the revolution and yeah. Grifter I want them to bring Grifter back now now here's the part that I don't remember from the movie oh no this is absolutely for comic service now there's a part where Barry runs to try to catch himself from going back in time and in doing so this entity and i don't know what entity that is uh i think that's pandora it is my best guess i think that's pandora yeah and you know barry sees three different timelines unfolding in front of him and like i was looking at some of these and it's like you know i can recognize some of these teams some of these people like stuff that's going on here it's making you realize all of this yeah. stuff leading There's up. There's obviously the pre, you know, pre-Flashpoint. You know, the, everything that happened that he changed. Right. By going back in time. Then there's the New 52 Justice League standing there. What is this? Is this Injustice? No. This looks like, because that looks like Arkham Batgirl and that looks like Injustice Supergirl. <laughs> but it's like, because that's uh, Nightman, isn't it? Uh, I don't know anything about Nightman. And then we have Midnighter over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, so it's got all these different here versions of the universe. Because that right there, that's Booster Gold and Constantine. Oh no, that's got to be Midnighter and Apollo right there. And then Swamp Uh, Things and a few of these. So it's like you know, it's definitely recognizing that there were all of these old stories. But then we give us this setup of what's to come, yeah. F- which Flashpoint is what led into the New Fifty Two, right? Exactly. Yeah. After so, after Flashpoint, the New Fifty Two started, and and of course, like if you've read this, if you haven't, if you've seen the movie, if you haven't, the very end of all this is so incredibly touching, and I finished reading this at work, and I almost teared up. Yeah, where he. Where, yeah, I'll let you tell it. So, Thomas Wayne gives Barry a letter to take to Bruce when he gets back to his proper timeline. When Barry gives Bruce this letter, Bruce starts to read it and it starts out, Dear Son, Bruce stands up, pushes the flash away, and just kind of hangs his head, takes his cowl off, and finishes reading the note. And at the bottom of the note it says, Love always, your father, Thomas. 
and we see half a page of just about a bat, third Batman's third page, face, yeah. just tears streaming down his oh, face yeah. from this letter. And he just simply says, you're one hell of a messenger. Thank you, Barry. And Barry says, you're welcome, Bruce. And that's the end of Flashpoint. Yeah. And that that's such a... Like, there are very few moments where you see true emotion out of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And this was one of them. And it will always stick out. And, you know, whether it's the movie, whether it's this, because it happens in both. It's a very powerful moment in comic history. I mean, Flashpoint is definitely going to go down as one of those like legendary stories. Like this is going to matter for years to come. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, again, it it ushered in the new Fifty Two, which is the whole new era of comic books mm-hmm. uh, of DC's universe, and then that led into Rebirth, which is this whole two year spanning story. So like. Flashpoint is still going to this day. And that book, uh, what, that's 2013, 2014? Uh, 2014. Oh, 2011. No, Published really? by yeah. DC Comics. Holy cover shit. and compilation and copyright. We're still feeling 2011, it out here. DC Comics. We're still feeling it out here six well, years you, later. Because you got to yeah. think, all of the DC stuff was monthly. Yeah. And ran for See, I think I'm ran thinking for 52 issues. I'm thinking because I picked annuals. up when because uh, I had stopped reading comics for so long and I picked up when the Harley Quinn Secret Origins issue and Harley Quinn number 0 came out which right. was 2000 had to be 2013-2014. So New 52 was already in swing. I had no idea what it was. Yeah. Uh and, and this was before I read Flashpoint. I didn't know anything about Flashpoint. Yeah, so that's, I think that's why I'm branding it there, but because I hadn't really paid much attention to anything else yet. Like, I was still new. I was still coming back into it. Yeah. Because before that, I was reading a lot of Marvel. I was reading uh, a Daredevil, Punisher, Daredevil. And a lot, a lot of Punisher, Daredevil, and Spider-Man were the books that I was picking up. The sparse Superman book here and there. Yeah. The sparse Batman book here and there. But, but it was all before New 52. But guys, that's my something old, something new, something borrowed... I recommend all of it. Yeah, but that, it's better. Uh, shirtless Bear Fighter. Shirtless Bear right. Fighter sounds so fucking That's cool. That's two issues and, in. And we, we just said Flashpoint, legendary story. Yes. Like, if there's anything in here you can skip, maybe the, the Nightwing. But if you're a Bat fan, yeah, pick that up. You want to know that shit. Yeah. You really want to read those stories. All right, guys. Well, I don't know why I closed the new book. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that leads us right into the phone booth. Now, uh, we're going to do a little something new here. We're going to have an intro for this once Travis can join us. But uh, here's the new layout for phone booth news. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to try and give you the news faster than Deadpool can change his clothes. Now, that might sound familiar to some of you because the two most famous phone booth related things right now are obviously Superman and Deadpool's teaser trailer. Deadpool 2's <laughs> teaser trailer. I have 3 minutes 45 seconds to give you this news. Odal, if you will bring up a timer on your on your clock there. That would be Odal's going to time this from now on. I'm going to try and give you the phone booth news. Now, the idea here I'm not going to be holding to this. If I go over 3 minutes 45 seconds, I'm still going to give you the news, but 
Yeah, it's kind of a game for us. Like, can oh, we beat the? Can title? we do it? Can we beat the trailer? Can we? Can we save the day faster than Deadpool? So, <laughs> so all right. Uh, as soon as I start saying the the first thing here what, what that I have written here, all right. So, in comic news, Duke Thomas gets a new suit and officially becomes the Signal in an upcoming mini called Batman and the Signal. Uh, Duke has been training with Batman all throughout the All-Star Batman story and a little throughout DC Comics or Detective Comics. So you might be familiar with this lead up, but yeah, we are finally getting a daytime Batman, which is basically what that's going to be. Uh, in Blu-ray and combo pack news, Justice League The New Frontier is getting a commemorative edition Blu-ray combo pack. This is going to include a mini documentary of Darwin Cook's career. Uh, and uh, a Cook-inspired case. There's no release date yet, but we are patiently waiting for this. I can't wait for this. I want it. Walmart-exclusive Wonder Woman Blu-ray actually has a really cool inclusive thing with it, which is a wearable Wonder Woman tiara, and I gotta want it. Uh, this I'll probably get it for Abby. <laughs> right? Uh, this releases September 19th, so look out for that one. In Conroy's awesome news, there was a video that surfaced recently of Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman from the animated series, doing Christian Bale's classic speech from the very end of The Dark Knight. This is the, uh, uh, don't chase me, but I can take it type thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, in movie news, uh, images of Josh Brolin have recently come out on Ryan Reynolds' Uh, Twitter and they look awesome. He looks yes. great. Uh, it's, okay. Is it is it comic perfect? No, but that was Liefeld art, so we really you don't failed to that. mention that it was cable. Did I? Yeah, you didn't. Uh, say I just said Josh Brolin. Ari Wolf's cable of, of Josh Brolin's cable in Deadpool too. So I didn't write any of that down. <laughs> uh, in other movie news, very sad. Uh, Haru Nakajima. I really hope I said that right. Has passed away at eighty eight. Now, if you don't know who that is. That is the original wearer of the Godzilla suit from the 1954 film. A suit that was made of a metal frame, uh, ready-mixed concrete, and latex. Weighed about 220 pounds. Holy because shit. Because Japan had a rubber shortage after we bombed them. So, <laughs> said that really hesitantly. But, uh, I mean, that those are the facts. Uh, so anyways, yeah, this guy was a legend. He donned the suit 12 times throughout the Godzilla franchise. The final time being Godzilla versus Gigan in 1972. But he also played King Kong in King Kong Escapes. Uh, Baragon in, uh, Frankenstein Conquers the World. Just a ton of other kaiju things. He had a long-spanning career. Uh, credits going all the way up into 1973. So we definitely lost a legend in that respect. And in streaming news, Disney is separating from Netflix uh, for its own streaming service. What this necessarily means, we don't know the details of yet. There aren't many, but this shouldn't affect the Marvel uh, Netflix series. That is the one thing that I found out. Is like it should, shouldn't, but again, we don't know. Right. They're still hashing it out. To... Uh... Go a little bit further on that. Netflix did acquire Millar World to make up. Yeah, for it. yep, they did. They Netflix has Miller World, which should include Huck and a variety of other great Mark Miller stories. And the final bit of uh, streaming news: Punisher's Netflix series has a teaser trailer. It's not much, 
but uh, it leaves us with a little taste. And that is your phone booth news. What did we, oh my God, we came out two seconds early, three minutes, 43 <laughs> seconds. I did not expect this to happen on the first time we did this. Yes! All right. So we we saved it. the guy this, before Deadpool. This man. will not happen every time. <laughs> like, for sure. But, oh, wow, we finally got through phone booth news without it being an entire 15-minute segment. So, so, yes, those are your, um, that is your phone booth news, guys. You can, you can see... And uh, read all of these articles and more on the Sword of My Comics page. Just hop on over there, give that a like, and uh, so you can get the latest updates on everything that we're following. All the news that we keep up with. Most of it's from comic book resources. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I mean, you know, we're not going to hide behind, like, oh, this is original shit that we typed out. No. no. We, we, yeah, we get these from everywhere. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the last thing we really want to talk about today, guys, is Defenders. That just came out uh, Friday. Yeah. So we're going to talk about episode one. We could talk up to episode two. Yeah. Because I haven't had a chance it. to watch past episode two. The wife and I watched yep. a couple episodes last night when I got home from work. I have seen epi- up to, I'm in episode five. I haven't seen all of episode five, but you've missed out a little bit. So, like, yeah. a- after, after we're done recording tonight, I'm going to try <laughs> to rush home to catch another episode. For sure. You got it. Um, I feel a little robbed because uh, Luke Cage. But now this is something I said all the way back, all the way back to the Rebirth episode, which is available now on the YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I, I I was saying there has to be some sort of lead-in. Like there has to be something that happens from the Luke Cage uh, going to jail at the end of the the first well, season. There. Now, see, we knew that this was all taking place months after each of these series yes ended. yeah we knew that but i i feel robbed because like that there was there's got to be some good luke locked up well, stuff i feel like we'll get that in luke cage season two yeah but the way they describe it in the beginning of this is like you did the whole thing without throwing a punch and blah blah, blah. you did your time like they like they're really well, giving it no because he was whatsoever. like all of that paper pushing paid off yeah you know you survived a whole stint in prison without throwing a punch yeah well, but i mean like, we're talking about the lawyer side of shit like they cannot possibly carry even half a season based on what they've given us so far I don't. I don't see our next season of Luke Cage being like mostly in prison. I see us getting like flashbacks. I want. Yeah, I want some. I want some. We'll get some it. fleshing out of the prison time for sure. I'm gonna hold just, you to that. Just it like it happened. <laughs> I can guarantee you that we will get fleshing out of why Danny and Colleen are in Cambodia. Well, know? no, I mean we have that explained. Though. Well. We we understand that they're chasing the hand. Yeah, they're chasing. But and that's they went much from how they end. the entrance to Kunlun to Cambodia. So that is how they ended the season, isn't it? Yeah, the season of Iron Fist. Kunlun yeah. was gone. Yeah. Now they're in Cambodia, which that opening scene with with Danny, I, I kept thinking like, that was Colleen. Uh, yes, that is exactly because I I watched. Okay, uh, so. <laughs> So we'll get to why it was weird that I watched this with my son for just a moment. But I, I like, I had my son over for the night, and I was like, "Hey, I gotta watch this for the podcast. You wanna watch it with me?" So we watched Defenders episode one, and uh, as, as soon as the show opened, because I knew he hadn't seen any of the other stuff, I was like, "That's Colleen Wing. She's a buddy of Iron Fist." Blah blah. blah. And then, yeah, as you were saying, yeah, they start 
like attacking each other and chasing this guy down a sewer and all this. And, and then you've got Danny. He comes in and he's fighting. Now he's fighting this chick with swords who we thought was Colleen Wing. I was like, and then all of a sudden there's Colleen Wing. Like what? Yeah. Like me and Tim were sitting there. It's like, why is Colleen chasing that guy? What's going on here? Like, yeah. what's Colleen doing? Because like you see the swords and all that, and it's like, and then all of a sudden there's Danny kicking. And it's like. Why is Danny fighting Colleen? Did Colleen go bad? Like, what's what's going on? And then Colleen is like, wait, that wasn't fucking Colleen? What? Who the hell is that? Right? Uh, you don't find out to the end of the episode either. No. Oh, do you know who that is? Uh, we don't find out who killed that guy at the end of the first episode. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Oh, wait, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. Uh, should we give it away? Should we, like... Nah. Should we go spoiler free? Yeah, we'll go spoiler yeah. free. All right, we'll just talk. You know, we'll do spoiler we'll, free. Well, okay, mild spoilers, but nothing like yeah, nothing that's like gonna kill you. Super plot anyway. revealing and all yeah, that shit. You should have guessed. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, uh, I I feel like that Danny gap is easy. Like the you don't yeah. even need to show anything. Like right, I feel like they've already explained that Danny gap. I don't feel robbed. Of well. That. I feel robbed not getting to see Luke Cage in prison. So, well, like, I hope they do it for the next season of Luke Cage. I feel uh, like that's I kind of been what they've done. Because remember, in Daredevil season two, they did it for the Punisher. Yeah. So They're very little, but they did. Yeah. Another but, thing I I I had to note about this is, and I don't know if you noticed this, but I think I stopped noticing it around episode four, but definitely within the first three episodes. Almost every time you see each individual character, the lighting is beholden yes. to that character. Like yes. Luke Cage is yellow, Danny Rand is green, uh, Jessica Jones is blue, which should be purple, bluish. Yeah, but, uh, bluish, Daredevil's red and red. Yeah, they they definitely use these lighting cues for each of them, and it's not literally in every scene that they're in. But it's but, it's one of those like if you if you look for it, you'll notice it. But if not, you'll just. Yeah. You'll think that it's just the changing of the scenery. Yeah, the casual fan will not catch this, but I, I absolutely did. And it was, I feel like the intro helped with that. Yes. From where they flash these colors with each, yeah. each individual like person. That, I, I feel like that really helped to let us know, like, these people have color schemes. Yeah. Like, heroes have color schemes. They always yeah. have. It's not necessary, but will. it does. Yeah. It like, is a thing. So the fact that Danny is more associated with a, a greener tone, yeah. Luke's associated with yellow, and we get to see him in the yellow shirt and the jeans, yeah, he's, which is he's very... Because kind of, uh, he, he has Jones a, makes a comment later on, uh, in I think it's episode four, like, let me know when you fit, they fit you for the costume. And I'm like, since <laughs> the dude left the prison, he's been in this one pair of fucking clothes, like, he's got the costume. Yeah. Like I, I need Danny to have his suit. Right, I'm like it's episode five. We still haven't seen the. We saw the Daredevil suit in one moment. He opened. I think actually, I think it might be episode that was one. Episode where he opens one the, or chest. Yeah, I think that was episode yeah. one. We I think that was it. how this the episode ended. He opens the chest and looks at it, and he uh, he has not put it now on. Now watch. This, now, this is only eight episodes, whereas most of the Marvel series on Netflix have been 13. Yeah. So, which I'm fine with, because we don't have all this setup needed for the specific characters. Right. So, 
you know, we're, we're getting right into all of this. We know that, like, there's shit going down with the hand uh, within the first couple episodes. I feel like I know the story that's developing. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, we are, we are comic readers, and we've seen everything we've yeah. up to it. So, I really hope that the wall that they're encountering, like, <laughs> this is the, the, like, secret entrance to come yeah. on. Like, I, I really, I feel like that's the direction they're going, which, if it is, that's taking a, a page directly from the Immortal Iron Fist, because, like, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones were involved in that, like, which, yeah. granted, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are fucking married in, like, current comic, in comic book continuity, yeah. But I know that Luke and Claire are kind of a thing They're right now. Oh, yeah. Which is made very apparent as soon as they get Luke home. and Night Nurse. Fuck. Uh, for real. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, and this is what made it weird. Watch it like it. Like, Okay, all right. Me and my me and my son. Not to uh, not to get too personal, but we we've had the talk. But we're sitting there, we're watching it, and they're they're just talking, and then all of a sudden, boom! They're oh my god, and they're at it fast, yeah. and they're at it intense. Like and, they go from being out in public talking. And I think it's time uh, we get that coffee to back at her apartment, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. on the table. And fucking like oh my. And I will say this, it did something to me, like, with the, the leggings. Like, ah, uh, I dug that. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Which, this isn't that kind of podcast. Rosario Dawson. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so we both looked at each other the exact same time. And Andrew's <laughs> like, he's like, what the fuck, Dad? Got <laughs> 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 kind of look at his face. And I had this, like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, on my face. Shit. Didn't expect that at all. No, that's pretty much what I said to him. I was like, sorry, buddy. I, I didn't think that would be in the first episode. Because I expected it in the show. <laughs> I did. Like, I was like, at some point, someone's fucking in this show. It's been in almost every season of all of them. So, I expected it eventually, but I did not think, like, episode one and that, that intensely. Right. Like, well, son, I sh- oh, I should have said this. I was like, that's the bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you gotta live up to right there. Like, Because guess what? Ladies are watching this show too. So that's what they're expecting. Just destroy his entire sex life. <laughs> before it even, before it even starts. But like all the first two episodes I've seen, they, they're good setup. Like things are going a lot smoother as yeah. far as like iron fist choreography goes right right um, um and and our villain which kind of gets dropped on us but not in a bad way sigourney weaver right i cannot wait to see like because madam like madam gal is afraid of her yeah and as we find out later like i i feel like i can give this to you and like, I, I know who she it. is yeah well, Madame Gao, Sigourney Weaver, and a couple other people are the five fingers of the hand. One of which is dead now, because Iron Fist. But, oh shit, I just ruined Iron Fist. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, anyways, Sigourney Weaver seems to be the, the finger of the hand. Because it, it seems like the rest are doing what she says. Right. I mean, Madame Gao is obviously terrified of this woman. Because we've right. never seen Madame Gao not coy... Well, and, and, and it, it was it was their first interaction 
in the park where uh, Sigourney Weaver's character, she's talking about how, you know, you sit and think all this used to be forest and, you know, surprisingly they haven't torn it down to put up high-rise and all that. And then she gets up because she has a bag of, like, breadcrumbs or something. And she gets up and she's like, she hands the bag to Madame Gao, which if you've watched Iron Fist, you know, you don't fuck with Madame Gao. Right, yeah. Hands the bag to her and be like, finish feeding the birds. They're starving today. And walks away. Yeah. Like, and it's for those of you balls, that, for sure. Like, those of you that don't know, the Five Fingers of the Hand was a group that, of individuals who were part of Kunlun. They were immortals, all this and that. They didn't like the way that things were going in Kunlun. They left and formed the Hand. A little bit of comic history for you there. But that's, so that's what her character and Madame Gao are. They are fingers of the hand but like you said the fact that she is feared by madame gal who we know is someone to fear yeah speaks volumes of her character already really yeah and now she's controlling electra right really that doesn't give away really much of anything which i mean in the uh, trailers we we see electra we know that she's gonna and be if a you watch season two of daredevil you know that she died and if you know electra's comic story you know that she dies and comes back to life Right. Which, again, Season 2 Daredevil, I still stand by the fact that there should have been Bullseye in that. He's the one who kills Elektra in the yeah. comics, so... And it's a big fucking deal. Oh, Leads yeah. to Shadowland. So now how are we going to get Shadowland? Hey, maybe she does Well, yeah. okay, a lot leads to Shadowland, <laughs> but... Uh, Bullseye's a part of that. Anyways, Elektra is next level. In, oh, man. Oh, she's, man. She's... She's next level. Like she's the, powerful now. I mean, she's got super strength, apparently. Yeah, like the scene know. where Jessica like is chasing her down the stairs in the second episode. Yeah. Like, and Electra, you just see her, like, Jessica looks down the stairwell, and you just see her, like, she's down these stairs in an yeah. instant. Strip-tossing these stairs like they're nothing, for sure. So, you know, we know that Electra is a big player in, in this series, you know, I personally don't know exactly how big of a player she'll be. She's yeah, I, I feel like she's going all the way to the end. Me me being on episode five now, like a little into it. Right. Yeah, I can I can tell you she's there for the long haul. Now episode, so. my goal is to have this finished before five o'clock on Monday. <laughs> really? Because okay, tonight you know go home watch an episode. Tomorrow, get home, watch at least two or three more episodes, finish it up Monday during the day. Fair enough. Because Abby starts school Monday. I can watch the rest of it after she goes to school. And what are you going to do when Punisher comes out? Do the same thing. Watch a couple episodes <laughs> each night. And, you know. Hey. Yeah, but, so no. what can we... Uh, we can't really say much about the characters in this. We were, we talked about Sigourney Weaver and Elektra, their, their next level and stuff. Everyone else is pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, if you watch the other seasons of you these know who the shows, you are. know who they are, and that's that's what they bring to the table. Uh, I still feel like Danny Rand maybe a little off. Uh, I feel like Finn Jones is still... Yeah, he hasn't like, really he's changed He's still anything. getting into the character. And which, is bad, feel, which is a bad thing, because you've got well, an entire season to get into that, the character, and now you're in this. And... So. I, I don't know if it's the writer's portrayal of Danny Rand or if it's Finn Jones' portrayal of Danny Rand. I think Rand. it's Finn Jones. 
for like, the most part. Because, okay, there there was one scene, he's asleep on the plane having the dream about yeah. all of the dead monks and all that. And, th- and this isn't to say he's a bad actor. Like, right. If this is how Iron Fist was, he'd be doing great. Yeah. But, it, but it's just everyone read... else... Yeah, everyone else is portraying the character from the page that we know. Right. And he is not. Now, like, now the Iron Fist or the, the Danny Rand in the dream yeah. that was in, like, the rubs and all that, like, that, like, it's Danny a, Rand has... That's a Iron Fist, a yeah, version of. Like, Danny Rand's always been... He's always been a smart mouth kind of yeah. character, but he's always been, like... Always thinking ahead. Always like, like he knows his escape route mm-hmm. before he needs and this before the situation ever comes up that he may need an escape. And route. this version of him seems to be like more childlike than necessary. Yeah, and like, a little more in the moment. Like he he kind of like changes his mind as shit is happening. Yeah, and and one of the things that still bothers me is. He is still very untrained. Oh, yeah. He, he is still very new to yeah, using this, his abilities. In this show, and, and you'll see this more in episode three when you get there, He he's carrying himself around Daredevil like like he's Daredevil's superior. <laughs> like, as far as, like, training and shit goes. Yeah. yeah he, he's thinking now, very highly of himself in the face of this guy who he's seen go. And, like... Now... You know, like, on that aspect, Danny Rand, like, okay. Very childlike. Well, too. Danny Rand is supposed to be a superior martial artist. He's yeah. He's supposed to. He's supposed to. to be. Now, like, in some of the fight scenes we saw in Iron Fist, some of the things that I've seen in, like, the trailers and what I've watched so far, like, he does show more of his skill of martial arts. But, like you said, he's still very childish about everything because... It's like he's still adjusting to being away from Kung Lung. Yeah. But the other thing about that is uh, they they jacked that all up. Mm-hmm. Like, so one of my biggest gripes about these series is going to be Iron Fist because of how bad they screwed it up. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where the, the further along you go out of it, the less stock it it holds. Yeah. It's it's like Batman vs. Superman for me. Like, when, when I watched that movie, I didn't think it was great. I was not impressed, but, like, I was like, oh, the fight scenes were cool, and this is cool. But the longer time went on after I was out of that movie, I started, like, I kept thinking about it, and I was like, oh, this fucking thing sucked, and wait, why does he do this, and all that other stuff. So, it's the same thing with Iron Fist. Yeah. Like, after I finished Iron Fist, I was like, that's cool. That was cool. And the more I think about it, it's, oh, wow, that is the black sheep of all of these so yeah. far. And, and I think part of that is still going to go into the fact that they were so up in the air with Iron Fist for the yeah. longest time. And his show was more or less thrown together almost last minute. Yeah. Yeah, well, we got what we got, and it's not really killing this so far. It, no. Like, and as far as story goes, it seems like everything's coming to a head from everything we've seen before. So, again, there's not much we can say there. It's just, yeah. this is the logical next step, and I'm excited to see where it ends oh, up. Oh, I am too. So, Absolutely. yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot we can elaborate from a technical standpoint on this, because this is stuff we've said about the other shows. 
It really, it, it really is. It's like talking about the Marvel MCU. It's like, you could talk about the Avengers movie, but if you've already talked about Iron Man, you've already talked about Captain America, you've already talked yeah. about Thor, you've talked about Avengers. <laughs> and, and really all that's left to say is like, no, oh, this thing was cool. Like uh, Danny fighting uh, Luke Cage in the second episode. Yeah. In that alley. <laughs> That was fucking so, great. So awesome. He's like, he's kicking him in the face and like, dude's not moving. Nothing's but, happening. But then he finally like summons his chi and just rocks fucking Cage's world. And it's just wow. Because like later in that episode, he's, he has to go get an ice pack. For... <laughs> Luke Cage, of all people, is getting an ice pack for his jaw. So that was, yeah, that was really cool. Uh, it's a good show. If it you've is. seen the others, I suggest it. If you haven't watched any of the others, it, honestly, if you haven't watched all of the others, probably avoid this. Like, because it really, it all yeah. does converge. So, yeah. Uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Daredevil Season 2, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders. There you go. That is your Netflix MCU. And that MCU is 13, 26, 39, <sighs> 52, 65. <laughs> Plus eight now, so that's that's only seventy three hours. You could right. take a weekend. You could take a three day weekend. Three day. There's weekend. a holiday weekend coming. Don't up soon. sleep. Most people are gonna have a Monday. Do not off. stand up to make any food whatsoever. Listen, you're some of you are gonna have a Monday off coming up here in a few weeks because <laughs> of Labor Day or Memorial Day, whatever the fuck is in the fall. I think it's Labor Day. Yeah, it's all there. But, you know, you're going to have <laughs> yeah, a Monday off. When you get off work on Friday, just start, take take a, give yourself like 15 minutes between each series to grab yourself some food and gear up for the next one. You know, alternate. Give yourself 20 minutes for food between Daredevil Season 1 and Jessica Jones. After Jessica Jones, give yourself a 20-minute nap before starting Daredevil <laughs> Season 2. You know, just alternate it like that, and you'll be caught up in no You'll be time. all right, for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, we, like, uh, this is pretty good so far. I, I'm enjoying it. All right, I think this is a good place to wrap this thing up. Uh, there's a new series shit. Actually, there are two new series shits up. Uh, we put one up. Two weeks ago, after SMP, because we could not pass on talking about Saraha while it was fresh. And now it seems to have died. So, good yeah. for us. Uh, like, we're doing that lately. We're, we're getting on the shit. We're, we're jumping on it when it needs to be jumped on. Uh, yeah. our, and this does not mean, like, our, our podcast is close to the quality. But we were, <laughs> we were breaking news before Weekly Planet uh, on the last episode. I, oh, we uh, we broke some shit before uh, Fat Man on Batman. So yeah, and I'm like, you know, that's not their fault. He had scheduling shit. So, so again, it does not add to our laurels at all. But and we're doing it. Uh, but yeah, two two episodes of serious shit. La uh, one that came out two weeks ago. One that came out last week. Uh, new ones coming out in a week after this. So and. Another new thing that's up, Alpha's unboxing, which yeah. I did not watch until today. <laughs> today, the day of recording. Uh, when did you do that? Was it Monday or it Tuesday? Was, it was a couple weeks ago, I think. What, uh, weeks? There's yeah. no way it was weeks. Yeah, it was, it was no a couple way. weeks ago. Absolutely no way it was weeks. But yeah, you uh, you did a new 
uh, Alpha's unboxing, and you chastised me a bit for not watching it while it was happening. Uh, and I can't remember why I didn't, but I had a good excuse. And then it just kind of slipped my mind. Like, the whole time. Like, I knew I was going to watch it. I knew I I had to talk about it on the podcast. And I mentioned you. And I had something for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Go ahead and tell tell your awesomeness. And this unboxing, it was from the the Loot Crate Loot Vault. Because I I missed being able to do an unboxing for... My uh, my loot crate last month, so I did a loot vault order and I unboxed that for everyone. Well, while Vin was helping me clean up my comic room, some he came across my reprint of Action Comics number one yeah. and talked about you know how he really wanted a copy. To Kept be making able to read. like slide jokes about like so like you want me to take this back to my house for uh, you know just hold on to it shit <laughs> like so stuff like that. I managed to to snag one in this loot vault sale that I brought down to Vin the Human, our our big blue Boy Scouts number one oh, yeah. fan. You know so, he's never had SMP a number twenty. I'm doing action comics number one. Fuck. <laughs> no, uh, maybe I don't know. If I read it, uh, buy that. Anyways, yeah. So he was awesome enough to do that and get me a flask because I was talking. I was asking him if he had a flask that I could borrow at one point. And he didn't, and I was like, why the fuck don't I have a flask? It got him questioning why he didn't have a flask. So we ordered two. But yeah, okay, so I've got it up here August 10th. We're recording this August 19th. It's going to be uploaded August 21st. So you just like shy of two weeks ago. I watched it today, and it was good. It was, You've got a lot more energy in it now and stuff. I think it's coming along. I think it, it has room to improve, but it's going to get better. I'm handing you off a uh, tripod because that whole like, God, like wood trying, in the corner shit trying was awful. to get my phone set up right is just the fucking yeah. worst. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be improving that as time goes on. But it looks it, it's coming along. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna get you a cue card for the <laughs> <laughs> social media shit. It's a good chunk of your episode. It's just you like uh, going through all the. The Instagram and the Twitter and all that that shit. So uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be working on it and stuff. And eventually, it's all coming to YouTube, anyways. So. One of these days, maybe I'll be sponsored. Who knows? Yeah, right? uh, so guys, uh, again, comment on this video. Anything, any, anything you disagreed with, agreed with, you want to talk about, you want to get your two cents in there. Yeah, you never know. We like if we get comments, there may eventually be a segment where we talk about the comments, where we focus on the comments. Who knows? But one thing that I do want to do on serious shit, we made a Saraha. Uh, well, I made it. This is a Saraha yeah. account for sort of my podcast. It is sort of my podcast. Dot Saraha, S A R A H A H dot com. If you go there and you send us a message, let us know anonymously about our podcast, what you think of us, what you think about all of it. And we may read all those on a serious shit. We'll do a, we'll do a whole episode of serious shit just talking about what you guys think about the podcast anonymously. So again, that is sort of my podcast dot saraha s a r a h a h dot com, and go there and leave us a message. Uh, again, guys, my name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, sitting to my left, James Odell, Alpha Specter, and I think it's time to cue that badass outro music. Thank you.